Hey there, and welcome to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast, serving up stories and knowledge on Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform. This is what's hot in Dynamics. You're now joining Merlin Schweiger, Liz McGlennon, and Ashley Steiner. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we're running out of summer here, Ashley. Like, are you going to make it to visit in 2021 or 2022? I mean, definitely by the end of 2022. That gives me like 16 months to get. When was the last time you were here? What year was that? Like Like, in Minneapolis? Yeah. Uh, The last time I was in Minneapolis, I did not see either of you. It was like when we had that. um, Okay, it was there for work. So forgive me for that. Um, it was when we had that like really cold polar thing and it was like negative 20 degrees without a wind chill. So that's every and, winter. Well, okay. But there was that one winter where it was really bad and like my car and I drove and my car froze from the inside out. So I think that was 2019, probably February, 2019, I think. And you didn't see us. Well, no, cause I was there for work. So I was there for like, although, you know, it's never mind. I'm not even going to say that I was there like two days early to avoid the snowstorm. So I could have easily seen you guys, but that would make it sound really bad. I was probably in Fargo anyways. That was when I was going to Fargo a lot for work. Yeah. I mean, I'm Sorry. sure I was here, but I, I don't imagine that, you know, we were good enough friends for you to just reach out even with your two spare days in town. You know, what's funny is that we had lunch in Minneapolis like two years before that, Merlin, you and me. So it's nice that you remember that we had lunch together. Thanks. Was that the same time we got dinner together? I feel like that yeah. was like 2017. Maybe? Yeah. 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. Yeah. I was driving to Fargo ironically and stopped in the cities on my way back and stayed a night. And had dinner with you, Liz, and then lunch with Merlin. I don't know why we didn't get together, the three of us, but. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, because we had to plan our summit session on data. It was a panel. And we talked for like an hour and a half and then five minutes about the panel. But that was like the purpose of getting together. Well, we've always been great at time management. Oh, Merlin, what a great uh, segue into things. You're getting better. I got you. I think he's the one that always segues. He always tries to think of some clever way to get yeah. us into it. Maybe yeah. he's just sick of like us talking and it's like, come on, guys, let's get on the clock here. I think the last time that I didn't segue, we talked about your sparkling water stuff. Okay, for we like don't need to bring minutes. that up again. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Loki stuff lasted longer than the... Uh, no, Harry Potter was the longest, and I actually cut a bunch of it out. <laughs> it's like the only episode we've ever edited. That yeah, where I'm just like, here's 10 minutes people don't need to hear. <laughs> Those will all be in the uh blooper reel at the end of the season, right? Yeah. Some of it. We'll see. <laughs> Can't have eight hours of bloopers either. No, you gotta pick yeah, just the best stuff. I say there's plenty there, I'm sure, to choose from. Yep. But speaking of time management, I have just like one really big question I want to start off with. Merlin, did you plan for today? Um, no, I didn't have time. <laughs> Which is so funny because as I was like prepping 
today because you know kind of not that I forgot I was like you know what I bet Merlin's not even going to prep for our time management conversation I would be surprised if he did (laughs) I did look ahead to remind myself that we were talking about time management does that count I'm so proud of you (laughs) well you actually had to check what our topic was like you couldn't just remember it yeah, no, I did not remember. Even that. after all the jokes we made about it and stuff. Nope, not even that. I was like, oh, we're recording today. What are we talking about? I had to go look. Then once I looked, I was like, oh, okay. Time management, right? I remember us talking about that. I remember everyone giving me a hard time about that. And it was just like, what, on Thursday or Friday of last week? It's not like we picked the topic that long ago. <laughs> I feel like an eternity has passed since last week, so. Well, and the funniest part of that is that this is probably going to be the most during the entire podcast Merlin because like in like in reality what do you have to contribute to uh giving people advice on time management I think he has things to say I think what I can say Ashley is don't do it the way that I generally do it which is not well and with too many different lists um I've been told this is a problem by others I have the to-do list that I kind of try to maintain as the to-do list, but then there's other stuff in my email inbox that kind of acts as a to-do list. And then sometimes if I think about it, I put stuff on my calendar to remind me as a to-do list. And so I would say, don't do that because it gets very confusing about like, where am I looking for what I'm supposed to Have do? you not adjusted that yet? You still have multiple to-do lists. This is something better. you were going to change, I'm, remember? I'm getting better. Um, part of that, because I think I'm, I'm starting to rely more on my calendar itself. So I'm trying to put the thing that I plan to work on, on the calendar in a blocked off period of time. So that when the reminder pops up, like, okay, this is the thing that I need to do now for the next hour, two hours, whatever. So, and I think that's funny, Merlin, because we've been friends for, I don't know, a few years now. And I feel like you're a very go with the flow kind of person, very easygoing. Tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm misreading your personality, I guess, um, in those multiple years we've been friendship or been friends. Um, but like they, but like, it's true, like in time management, that the worst kind of people that are at like with time management are people that are go with the flow because they're just kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to see where things take me. And, Oh, I'll go over here for a few minutes and then get distracted and come over here. So like people who are just naturally go with the flow, like they have to learn the skill of time management rather than it just being innate and Liz you made a face I think you no I just think it's interesting like I've never I think some people are better at it than others and like part of like prepping for this podcast I was thinking like is it more nature or more nurture like is it something that people are just kind of born with or is it something that you kind of like learn or like practice and so the just the people that are better at it are people that have like had more practice at it or like kind of force themselves to be better at it like what do you guys think I think it's a taught I think it's a skill where you have to learn all skills um whereas like the nature part of that is probably your personality 
So like yeah. your personality might be easy going or go with the flow, but you could have really good time management because you've learned that skill because you know that you're just an easygoing person. Whereas you could be very uptight and still have poor time management skills because it's just not a skill that you contain. So I think there's a difference between your personality traits and then like the skills that you have and the techniques that you use to uh, use those skills. Sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of, like, I think a lot of people struggle with it to varying degrees too. Um, and I think it's a hard thing to improve upon or change because a lot of it's habit and it's breaking those habits. And it's not probably like one thing. It's probably like multiple things that you're used to doing that are inefficient or like not the best approach. And so it's tackling like all of those individually to like become better overall at it. The funny part. So like, again, when I was researching for today, like it takes time management to become good at time management. It's almost like you're learning the skill as you're doing it. Like, cause everything I was like looking through, it was like, Oh, set time for this and blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'm like, so basically you're learning it through like practicing it actually, because like, if you never make time to learn how to be efficient with your time, then it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I feel like there's a point where you're just so busy or so overwhelmed that like, you, you're sinking, right? Like you're just so busy that you can't make the time to like organize or come up with a plan or a schedule or whatever. Like you're just drowning and you're like, you can't get out of it and you can't apply those tools because you're just so overwhelmed already. Like it's better to like, I think to work on it in like when you're a little bit slower, have things under control. And uh, for people just listening, Merlin did a face as if like, that's me. So Liz and I totally believe him. <laughs> I feel like that's all my, my expression there was when you get so far behind, you're just like, ah, whatever. And you just like throw it all up in the air. Like, it doesn't matter. The list doesn't matter. I'll never catch up. Like, ah, forget about it. You can't have that attitude though. You just got to set time aside and like clean up your list and like come up with a plan and try a new approach and like regroup. That's very type A of you. See us go with the flow people. We're just like, eh, if it's really that critical, it'll probably come up again in a couple of weeks and we'll try to deal with it then. Uh, I do think. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> oh, very well, thank you. I would be stressed about. Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> so like, oh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> I wake up and like make lists in the middle of the night. It's horrible. I do. Sometimes I wake. Yeah, like, I wake oh, up whoops. in the morning like wanting to write down a list because it's like I my brain was thinking about it the whole night. Yep. Yeah, no, I'll just forget about those things by the time I get past breakfast and be like, ah, oh, there's something I really needed to do today. I can't remember what it was. But what I was going to say is I feel like a lot of sort of corporate life, like when you're working, especially within a larger organization, as I was doing for a number of years previously to last year, I think it's not very conducive to good time management techniques because it tends to be a lot of like reactionary stuff. Like you get emails, you get IMs, like somebody needs this, somebody needs that, somebody needs this. And you're constantly like reacting, responding, going to meetings, reacting, responding again. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you hit the lull at two 30 in the afternoon and you're like, ah, oh, finally a chance to catch my breath. Like nothing's on fire. Cool. I wonder what's on YouTube now. Like now that there's nothing pressing, like I'm just going to kick back and relax a little bit instead of, oh, well, like what's on my to-do list now? Like what is the next productive thing that I should be working on? At least that's sort of what I fell into over the course of years of that sort of like rapid fire, like reaction. And I find that that's 
probably the most difficult habit for me to break is trying to remember like when I get a moment, that doesn't mean that there's nothing to do. It just means I can work on the stuff that I need to get done eventually, but isn't immediate now. So are you saying that you had good time management skills before your corporate job or you just never had them? No, I never really had good time management skills. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> not you can't lie blame that. <laughs> I also want to address something really important that you said, Merlin, because I did, a, I don't want to say a lot of research, but in like one of the first things I found in just looking at time management, because I'm not perfect at it, like I'm not even good at it, I would say, is um, the, one of the first things you should do is cut out those instant answers. So like the first thing, the, but the, the way to become good at time management is to stop responding immediately. Um, like you're not even like, they say that you should only check your email once an hour. So like at the top of every hour, check your email, go through it. And then like, that's, that's good time management because then you're not focused on, okay, what's new, what's coming in, getting distracted by those pop-ups. Um, and I've actually applied that. Like I do a support queue for dynamics. Right. And so I only check it once every 90 minutes, because if I checked it every hour, then I would get caught up in responses and replies and things like that. So, um, and there's not an SLA to respond within 10 minutes or anything. Um, and if there was something urgent, I'm sure somebody would IM me or call me. <laughs> so, so yeah, they say that like the, one of the best ways to get ahead of time management is to cut out your immediate answers. It also gives you time to think about how you want to respond to somebody. Um, you know, like, are, cause you're more likely to say yes, if you respond immediately, but if you give yourself time to think it over, um, one of the other things is, uh, saying no gives you more time to think of how to say no. Merlin, I don't think struggles with that, but I know I struggle with saying no. I know you do. And I, I've told you that. <laughs> um, and I tend to overcommit myself, but I have pretty good time management skills. So I just try to do too much. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, I, I think time management's all about like, I don't want to say having a backbone, but it's like knowing that your time is worth something. Like your time is precious, right? There's only so much of it during the day. You can't work 24 hours a day. You can't do anything, right? I think time management doesn't just apply to work. I think it applies to your personal life as well. Um, and so thinking that your time is valuable, like putting a price on it, I think that you'll start to like realize like what you're wasting your time on. Yeah, it's not a value thing. Like why I say no or yes, it's more like um, a perception thing. Mm-hmm. I want to go- let somebody down. I right. will say, I think women struggle with that, Liz, a lot more than men do. Yeah. Yeah. I think Maybe. so. Maybe. I guess I still, in situations, will say yes to something because I don't want to disappoint somebody. Like, I, they're, they have a question or they're in a bind or they need something. And obviously, I want to help them. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I can do that or I can help you or you know, there's a timeline and somebody really wants it done in the timeline. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't actually know if I can get it done in that timeline, but okay. Like I'll, I'll really try to hit the timeline that you want because I don't want to let you down. Even if I don't know that that's realistic. And that's, I guess, I don't know if it's, this, this is going to be my question back is so in, in this scenario where you're only checking email every so often, or you're only like you're doing a good job of managing your time and not getting caught up in distractions. How do you mitigate sort of that interaction with other people where they're like, well, I expected an answer within 15 minutes, or I really need this to be done. And if you say no to it because you don't have time, then who's going to do it? 
So I read a book. This is a great, great segue. Um, I don't, I know we're not really like swearing on our podcast. Um, but it's called the life-changing magic of not giving an F that's the name of the book. Um, Sarah Knight has written this. She has five of them. I actually didn't know she had five. I've read two of her books. Um, so it's, it's not like that you don't give an F. I think that that's an awful way to say it, but it's more about like setting your boundaries with people. So like, I know, so some people might expect a response in 15 minutes, but that might not, might not be realistic with what you have going on. So it's all about setting that boundary of like what, what kind of expectation you can set with people. Um, that book was life-changing for me. I love it. How it says life-changing. And then when I read it, I was like, oh my God, I really can say, no, I don't like to take group photos. Like, and I don't have to give you a reason. I just, I don't, that's a boundary I can set for myself and not feel bad about it. So I've trained and worked with my sales reps now who use dynamics. Like I'm not going to respond to your support ticket in the first hour because I have all these other things going on. And if it is urgent, they just know to call. So I I think it's about setting the boundary and I don't want to say training people, but like setting that expectation. Yeah. Something that's realistic and that's like healthy for you, like to, so you can work on what your priorities are, but also, you know, still doing a good job or meeting expectations. Um, Actually, I wanted to go back to like your check email every hour comment. Like I agree. Like I think eliminating as many distractions as possible really helps with efficiency. Um, I would say like, I think the timing completely depends on your job. Like I think there's roles where people can't do that. Like they're in a support or some sort of like very reactionary role where they have to just be checking. Um, and like, for me, a lot of times, like a lot, I have a lot of email accounts, like my rule is like once per day, because I Mm -hmm. don't, you know, like as long as I respond within 24 hours, like no one's going to be bothered by that. And I think maybe for some people it could be even longer. So I think it just depends on your role and like what you're working on for that, but like, don't check it obsessively and like try to have it not interrupt. Well, and like the pop-ups, yeah. Right? I guess that's what I always think of. Like, you see, oh, I have a new email. Like, I need to get on that right away. I think for like breaking that habit is really difficult. Um, but even mm-hmm. if it's checking every fifteen minutes or every hour, or um, and I think that you could have different rules for different mediums, right? So email mm-hmm. it might be once an hour, but your IM might be with the notification because you know then that it's more urgent than an email or you know so I just I agree Liz that you know that every hour is like a recommendation but it doesn't it's not a one size fits all yeah I find it ironic that each time now in this episode that you've been talking about not checking emails often I have gotten an email notification in the corner of my window like in the middle of you talking about ignoring email notifications. Like, I, I don't emails, Merlin. I'm have... sending them to you and then like seeing if you look at them. I don't have email notifications turned on. It's probably a good idea. I go on do not disturb a lot too. Like I think that's one of the ways yeah. that I am able to focus um, is I just go on do not disturb like, okay, I'm going to go for an hour and just work on something and then come back on. Um, in doing the research, I've an hour is too long. They say to like do 20 minutes at a time. And focus your time but I think it is different for every person um interesting 20 minutes is not very long I think that yeah. would completely depend on what you're working on I honest. agree it's like yeah because like can you imagine like doing stuff in like power automate for 20 minutes and then walking away I think I'd forget everything I just did yeah you would minutes. just get going and then you'd have to stop like yeah. I want at least 60 minutes <laughs> if not longer yeah interesting well I think just anytime you get interrupted or switching costs like switching between tasks is so it's just so inefficient 
Um, it's just good to avoid that. I, the other, I guess, while we're talking about email, the other tip I have is uh, do email when you're like the least productive, like usually it's at the end of the day for people. Um, I think it's a really bad habit. I used to do this where like you start your morning with your email and then you get caught up in that reactionary and you don't get to that stuff that you wanted to do. Um, like, I think it varies per person, like whenever you're kind of your most energy is, or like your most innovative time, like tackle your projects or like anything that requires more brain power first in the day or when you're more optimal and save email for kind of your kind of your lull period. That's a good tip. I, I always start my day off with email, but then I get so caught up in it that like my first two hours of my day are my focus time. Like, okay, this is because everyone in Arizona is still not working. Um, and then I always get caught up in email and then all of a sudden it's nine 30 and I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes to get something done. So That's challenge like, then for you, Ashley, don't yeah, like look that. at your email until your two hours have passed. It's a good idea. Yeah. And if they're not working anyways, it's not even like you're going to disappoint anyone by not responding. Except I have sales reps on the East coast, but they can wait. Speaking of the focus time, are you using the, the focus time stuff that's built into Outlook? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, my analytics or whatever they're Mm -hmm. calling it. Um, so I have them book two hours of focusing time every day throughout the week. Like, and it just fits in between my meetings. And then I also sometimes will do the check and email and take a break ones too. If I find myself not, not like getting away from my computer enough, like that week I'll be like, okay, I need to schedule in 15 minutes for a break or 15 minutes to check email. And then it'll check. It actually adds the check emails on at the end of the day, Liz, to your hmm. point. I wonder if that's intentional. I never thought about it Probably. until you said that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like checking emails. So yeah. So sometimes there's a lot of features you can do with that. My analytics, um, it's been yeah. a life because it at least will block two hours of your day that you're not going to be in meetings. Well, that my- enough <laughs> saves me. Yeah. And Microsoft just came out with that study. And I think why they they're rolling out more functionality too. It's like been proven that like the brain is very stressed out. If you do so many like back-to-back virtual meetings, like you have to take breaks to be productive. Yeah. Yeah, Go for a walk or like go play with your pet or something like just step away from the computer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Stop eating lunch in front of your computer. I stopped doing that. Um, I actually just go sit at the table in the kitchen and eat lunch, even though I'm just here home all the time, because like you have to step away from your computer. I used to just eat every meal in front of it, but not anymore. I agree. That's good advice. The thing I like about the uh, the focus time that it auto schedules is that it automatically then puts you into do not disturb in teams and shuts mm-hmm. off your notifications and outlook. And that's like, I love that. That's great. Like I, I never, I never see any of these notifications. I'm just like doing stuff, doing stuff. I'm like, oh, a bunch of things happened. Cool. The one thing that I don't like is that it doesn't turn off your Outlook pop-up notifications. And I don't know if that's just like a setting somewhere, but mm. like my Outlook notifications still come up. So like, I wish I, I could just turn off the notifications, I guess. Um, probably should. That's a good idea, Liz. I've never even thought to just, like, I haven't had them on for, I can't remember for years. I also have a mom on my phone. So I guess that would probably be another really. You have email advice. notifications on your phone? Yep. No yeah. way. Don't you? No. No. Are you mocking me, Merlin? No, I do oh. too. I And I have Teams messages. So if people Teams yeah. me outside of my working hours, I'll get the. You, 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 you don't just phone. mean like the counter, like it actually. 
Oh, like yeah, like I noise. actually get a notification, like it buzzes. My like phone doesn't make email. noise. I don't have my phone do anything. Yeah, ever. I get the banner. Like you guys have iPhone or Liz, nope. you have an iPhone. Nope, I do yeah, not. Yeah, I get no. the banners. No. And by default, it used to tap me when I got an email too on my watch. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my watch just is vibrating all day long. It was back That's in crazy. like peak email days. But no, I um, I hate email to be honest. I mean, I don't mind it as much anymore because I don't have the volume that used to, but like, I don't think it's a very productive or like healthy way to work, but that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> no, I don't even have my phone. Um, yeah. It makes no noises. Wow. Hmm. Ever like for even for text messages, no, zero, zero noises. I, I really try to limit distractions. I guess now, Ashley, like- you know why she doesn't respond to us. Yeah, no kidding. I'll say it feels like Liz should be leading this topic all on her own. Like she's like, I have zero distractions. I can just sit in a room for 12 hours, not be bothered. I mean, I don't have that luxury ever, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still here with me. I still look at it. I'm not that disconnected, but at least it's not, I'm choosing to like, look at it. It's not interrupting me. I think it's a big difference. Yeah. I'm like addicted to the notifications. Like it's so bad to say that, but it's like, I have to know like right then what's going on. So what do you guys think about delegation in terms of time management? Cause like, I feel like that's another way to get back on track or to figure out like what things are actually important enough for you to work on versus like you being able to hand off to someone else. I think it's a good idea if you have someone to delegate to, definitely. Like that depends on the role. Um, I also think it's usually good for the individual that you're giving the work to because it's going to give them more experience and just more opportunity depending on what it is, obviously. But I'm all for it. I think it's a good thing. I don't, I think it's, it's always hard when um, like someone holds on to something or wants to do something to do it their way instead of just explain, like give, handing it off. Like, I think it's much better if you're, yeah, if you're trying to get more done to just hand it off and it, it might make more, t- like cause more time because you have to explain or train or rework it when you get it back. But overall in the long run, I think it's better to delegate. I think you just described me perfectly there, Liz, because I love to hold on to and control a lot of things because I'm like, I know I could do it better than Are you a control freak? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, especially when it comes to work, like I would say probably less, although everyone that knows me that's listening to this is like, oh my gosh, yes, you are. But like, yeah, for work, I'm always like, well, I know how to do it. And it would take me like a quarter of the time than trying to explain it to somebody else, letting them figure it out. But like at the end of the day, that whole training, like I've, I've worked very hard on the skill of delegation. Cause like, I'm not a natural delegator. Um, mm. but I also think it's about being patient because when you give somebody a task, rarely does it come back perfect the first time, right. Or as expected. Right. So it's like, I, I would say patience is also something I've learned as I've gotten older. I had zero patience 10 years ago. And so it's that, like, you know, that practice of the patience and being like, no, this isn't it's at the cost of your time. This isn't worth my time, which I know sounds horrible, but you have to like set that. I keep saying boundary, but you have to. And priorities, right? Like if there's someone else that has the time and this is not a priority for you, like maybe good enough is fine and it doesn't need to be perfect, like hand it off. Um, I also think like sometimes people will surprise you and like, they'll come up with a better way or like just a different approach that you wouldn't have thought of. And you actually get something better. 
mm-hmm. as an outcome. And if you're crunched for time, are you really going to do that good a job on it anyways? So sometimes I, I don't think it's a, like, it can go either way, but like, sometimes I think it actually turns out better. It's true. Well, and you fall into that trap of, well, I could just do this in 10 minutes and it'll take this person an hour. But then that means that every time something like that comes up, you're spending 10 minutes on it every mm-hmm. single time. And yeah, it'll take the other person an hour the first time, it'll take them 40 minutes the second time, it'll take them 15 minutes the third time. And now they're almost as good as you and you don't have to do it every time. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. But you have to have somebody you can delegate to. Right. I think that's the hard part in a lot of times and places, but I think also getting creative, right? Because even if you don't have people on your team or reporting to you, I think that finding people with skills that could help um, is always beneficial. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found like some great people on other teams to assist uh, because they had like the knowledge and expertise, but, and they were willing to give their time to learn. Yeah. So I think be creative. people appreciate being like, asked to help like if you approach even if it's not someone that reports to you but it's a peer like you were saying Ashley like someone on a different team like hey like you have this skill set or this expertise and I'm asking for your input or for your help like in a way that's a compliment and I think a lot of people are willing to to help with things like that if you if you ask them and I think that that goes into like them like time management for them too right they have the opportunity to say no but Mm -hmm. It never hurts to ask. The worst thing they could say is no, and then you have to do it yourself anyway. Then you're in the same spot you were before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I agree with you, Liz. I think people are always looking for either those resume builders or just things to help and grow their confidence. Mm -hmm. And so as you, I mean, if you have things that you can hand off to them, I think most people appreciate it. Yeah, it's true. All right. Uh, I think we're starting to run out of time. So we need the last piece of advice from our time management expert, Liz. Uh, <laughs> what is your last piece of advice for me and listeners like me who are struggling with this on an ongoing basis? Well, I don't know what you're particularly struggling with right now, Merlin. So I can't answer it for you. That there's um, a <laughs> time for that, Liz. <laughs> yeah, that's Merlin's a separate session. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I guess my my biggest thing I want to talk about is like, I think especially working from, like I work from home full-time now, this became more of a thing then, or just when like work in personal life gets really busy. Um, it's just, think, it's more, I guess, more about balance and prioritizing like all aspects of your time and not just your work time. Um, but it's to like, just, I make a circle and I like say you have 24 hours in a day, right? Like you cannot control that. You can't get more time. And so you have to like decide, like, what are your priorities? Um, I always start with sleep because I have to sleep enough. And so it's like, okay, there's eight hours gone. And then it's like a pie and you just put in like slices of like, this is so much I want to work for. Um, this is for exercise or for free time or family time or whatever. Um, and so that, I always just kind of go back to that every few years or when I feel like I'm kind of out of line, like out of alignment with where I want to be. Um, and then one of my friends taught me this a few years back. And then you like put it somewhere where you look at it every day. And so you remind yourself like, oh, have I spent an hour on X or have I done whatever today? Um, and I think that helps like if you're spending, again, out of balance, if you're spending too much time working or too much time 
doing something else, like then it kind of like coaches you daily to like be back on track with what your goals are. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Like there's a lot of resources online about it. I don't know what it's actually called, but that's what I do. Well, I think that that was kind of going to like really relate to the last thing I was going to bring up is like finding a system that works for you um, and finding a tool that really works as well. Um, there's like, I, when, and again, in doing my research, like there's over 50 time management techniques, Liz, I think that's one of them is like, you know, dividing up your time. But you, I mean, obviously there's a lot of trial and error that you can do. You can try one thing and if it doesn't work, then go on to the next thing. Um, so, so yeah, I would say it's finding a system that works for you. Um, that makes it possible. And having a to-do list. <laughs> one to-do list. One, Just one to- list. One Just list. One okay. List. One list for everything or one list for work and one list for personal. What do you guys I do? combine them. Me too. I need one list. It's the same as a calendar. I need one calendar. I can't look at two calendars or three calendars. Like stuff gets lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to ask, do you guys put one. personal appointments on your work calendar? So it all evens out. I do it too. Yeah. If so I look at the outlook reminder, it's totally gone. Totally forget about it. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you guys want to say about time management? Well, Not it's uh, it's late here. So I think that we're going to wrap <laughs> up and use our time effectively. So thanks for, for jumping on and sharing your expertise, guys. Thank you. Thanks for the advice. Thank you for listening to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast. For additional content and previous episodes, check out our website at dynamicshotdish.com, follow us on Twitter at Dynamics Hot Dish, and subscribe to our podcast for notifications. Thanks. See you next time.